Oh shit, we don't have a theme song. Oh shit, you're right. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Like, do we get, do we have time to buy something? No, no. We just we just have to riff. We're gonna no, just riff, riff it. Riff. Oh shit, it's the nostalgic front. A podcast from Patrick and Reem. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Oh wow, that was that was adequate. Yeah, that was like pretty good. Yeah, are we just gonna use it for every episode? I, th- I think we should. I think we have to. Thank you for listening to the Nostalgic Front. I'm Patrick Hasty, and I am Brandon Reem. How is it going, Brandon? Patrick? Yeah. Fantastic. God damn it, yeah, baby. I'm fucking pumped. We're back. We are. We are back. Back in the New York dude. I mean, you've been here a while. You watch TV and stuff and hang out in here. Yeah, yeah, dude. I. Uh, how are you? I'm, I'm great, man. I'm it, fantastic. Now, I'm feeling it. We're back. Got a great guest. We got a great guest today. Uh, now, listeners. Excited to hear about all your shit. Listeners, they didn't. Nothing happened. They're just, they just had episodes well, like sure, normal. I'm sure something happened. For but we. Listeners. They're living their lives out there. No, it's just us. This is all. This is what we're doing for them. This oh. is our, their whole life. Okay. Uh, I mean, you see that box they fucking sent us in the we future. Gotta, yeah, we got to open. It. Well, I mean, we know the box exists uh-huh. at this point. What's it? But right now, I'm like, what's in the box? Yeah, we don't man? know. We're we're uh, Brad Pitt over here. God, I know? hope there's not a severed head in there. Oh my god, what if Gwyneth Paltrow's severed head is in that box by your leg? And then you pick it up, and all the goop falls out. Oh, write that down. Uh-huh. Uh, that ties into what I'm going to talk about today. Uh, what have you been up to? Anything old shit you got? Anything you want to talk about? Because I got a lot. Uh, you know, listen to a lot of old school metal. Metal, yeah, playing, Slayer. Playing old video. Uh-uh. I listened to some Slayer the other day. Yeah, not for me. I mean, I'm always listening to a little bit of Slayer here or there, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, video games. What are we playing? Oh, I've uh, been working my way through that Final Fantasy VII. Okay, yeah. Uh, was having some fun with Shovel Knight uh, mm-hmm. recently. Been watching the films. The Shovel Final- Knight films. No, just films in general. What films you been watching? Or I watch that uh, TV show Letter Kenny. It's not. Oh yeah, that's it's fun. It's not uh, nostalgic, but it's pretty fun. I do great. like that. I do like that. I watch. I, it's it's a fun watch, but then the, I get bored with it. It's one of the best uh, written dialogue of mm-hmm. any show. Just like Rift City. Yeah, it's good. My buddy Nick has lo- lo- got me into it, and uh-huh. now Stacy and I watch it a lot. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. I, I got around to watching it. <gasps> the new one. Yeah. It's good. Scary. It's good. Spooky. That uh, what's that kid's name? Finn. Finn. Wolfhard. Yeah. What a name. What He's a also name. in a band, I guess. No shit. What's the he band on, called? Uh, Calpurnia. Whoa. They play like uh, happy garage rock. Stuff. Did you hear? Did we see in the chat room that John Sims came in? That uh, Shannon Sossman, who we were talking about yeah. on the the Katie Allen episode. You mean on the AOL uh, in chat the AOL room? chat room? Uh-huh. You can all join uh, Facebook. I. Uh, She's the lead singer, or at least she's in Warpaint. That band. not anymore. Oh, she not only anymore there for the first album. Oh, you gotta read their Wikipedia. You gotta stay up on the Warpaint. Uh, I saw their album in L.A. I almost bought it, but then I was like, I'm not gonna fly. I went to Warpaint.com and it just told me about the Cleveland Indians. Oh yeah, hey yo, are you? Uh, um, also watched a uh, good little film. I mm-hmm. uh, highly suggest if uh, I mean it's not nostalgic. I mean it is nostalgic, but it, it's a good. Just say it. Uh, kid who would be king. I want to see that really bad. It's fun. It's I cool. haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I really want to see that. Andy Serkis's son is uh, mm-hmm. uh, the main lead in it. His name is not Arthur. I can't remember it. But uh, Patrick Stewart Patrick plays Stewart? old Merlin. Another yeah. kid plays young Merlin. It's, it's very it's, imaginative, and it's also made by the guys that did... Uh, Attack the Block. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, I like them a lot. Uh, definitely um, one of the better King Arthur move. Way way better than the Guy Ritchie one. Yeah, y'all boy. Or what about that that one trans- Guy Ritchie's just out there losing money for everybody. What about that one Transformer movie that's kind of a King Arthur story <laughs> for a minute? <laughs> remember, 
Um, okay, no. So here's what I did. Transformers about last night. I saw more things and did more things over the last two weeks than I ever have. Let's hear it. Because I went on the road with Ryan Solomon, good uh-huh. friend. We started in Des Moines with him. And Ryan is a, he takes in culture in a way that I don't. I watch yeah, the yeah, same things. Well, you're things. lactose intolerant. I am. You're right. Uh, I take in the same things a lot. I yeah. like a Turtles. I like the Me same. Me too. It's- he watches lots of movies, lots of things. So I'm going to tell you, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do give you a list of everything I did over the last two it's weeks. It's annoying. Uh, it reminds me of like hanging out with my girlfriend because I'm always like, Let's watch the thing. Yeah, She's and like, no. Let's watch this new thing let's that everybody watch Alien. likes. Yeah. She's always like, no, we let's watch. I've seen those. That's it's like, like Stacey, yeah, I know, but they're awesome. Stacey, and let's watch them. Stacey gave me a Fitbit, and I told her it was going to give me wrist cancer, and she said it's the cigars you smoke that's going to give you cancer. Mm-hmm. It's those T-bone steaks you eat that's going to give you cancer. <laughs> uh, but here, okay, so what I'm going to do for you, I'm going to read a list of all these things I've done since the last time we podcast, uh-huh. and then you just any Rank afterwards one to ten. All right. after no afterwards you just jump with what you follow ups on them on okay. what you want to follow up on uh, I went to the Paley Center in New York and I went to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles exhibit they have there which was very fun uh, I watched the the reboot or uh, continuation sequel of Vacation starring Ed Helms that's all I ever wanted uh, oh I didn't like that let me go through I'm gonna finish let me get through the whole list and then come in uh, I watched The House starring Will Ferrell and uh, Amy Poehler uh, produced or something mm-hmm. with our mm-hmm. friend Andrew Lopez uh, I watched Booksmart, the new movie. Uh, I watched American Vandal, the TV show. I'll say this. I loved Vacation. I loved The House. I loved Booksmart. Uh, I watched the first season of American Vandal. I really enjoyed it. The ending kind of bummed me out, but I loved it. Uh, I played, me and uh, Ryan Solomon and I played six or seven seasons of Madden 2016. We redrafted the entire league. Uh, we got to three Super Bowls. The entire league? That's when you can only pick guys named Tyler? Yep. Uh, we got to three Super Bowls. Uh, I won two. No, I won one. He won two. But the third one, my quarterback, Tony Romo, first snap of the game, got a career-ending injury. Madden gave us a career-ending like injury in the first snap of the Super Bowl. More like a career-starting injury. Well, there he goes. So now he's in the booth. Into, yeah. uh, he knew he was going to get injured that game, too. So, I uh, other things we did. Okay, so here's what I saw. I saw X-Men Dark Phoenix. Uh, it was fine. Uh, I saw, I watched, I finished watching Titans on the DC app. Love it. The season, the mm-hmm. series finale isn't that great. Um, but I also read a thing basically that, um, the, the, or the season finale wasn't great, but I read a thing that basically it's not supposed to be a season finale that it was supposed to be a 22 episode season and they split it in half. Um, pl- I beat or didn't beat, but I played a lot of Super Metroid. Uh, I beat the Game Boy Advance Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on those little fuckers that, uh, uh, our friends sent us. Um, Watch the Deadwood What'd movie. What Solomon think of the Raspberry Pi? That was great. And when we were playing Madden, we'd take turns playing ah. our seasons, and he'd play Madden, what are you playing and Mad- I play. I play Madden on. I did the play Switch. Some, oh no, we were playing on an Xbox. And in this air, this Airbnb we were staying in. Uh, no, it was a PS4. But in this Airbnb we stayed in, their outlets weren't the right outlets, so we had to string an orange extension cord all the way across the house to the bathroom where there was the one outlet that had the three prong. Crazy. It was really shitty. Uh, okay. Uh, I played a lot of Super Metroid. Watched the Deadwood movie. It was good. Uh, watched the John Favreau's show Chef uh, on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So good. And Gwyneth Paltrow's in one, which is where the Goop. head comes in. Goop. Uh, I watched. I just finished Fleabag both seasons last night. I love it on Amazon. It's so good. She's a fo- uh, Br- Phoebe Bridger Waller. You know her. Mm-mm. She's the voice of the um, land. She's the voice of the uh, Lando Calrissian and Lego movie. No, she's the voice of the. Um, the computer system, the droid, her in in um solo in oh, the Millennium yeah, yeah, Falcon. Okay. The that's that's her voice. Um, she's also writing on the new Bond movie. Uh, Gold I, Bond. 
I ate at Carl's Jr. a lot because they got a Beyond Burger. Uh, I was a guest on the Road Stories podcast with Murray Villariano. So Ooh. you can go listen to that with Hannah Boone, friend of the show. Um, I saw the Full House house. I ate at a delicious place called Escape from New York Pizza. Mm-hmm. And I hung out with our friends Andrew Lopez, Ryan Solomon, Lindsay Solomon, Rachel Weeks. Oh, that's uh, a great crew. Kathy Humes, Nasher Khan, Dave Ross, Annika Sia, Zach Champlain, Nick Pupo, and Hannah Boone. Uh, and then the last thing I did was uh, two nights ago, I saw Titus Andronicus in concert. Tight ass. That's more stuff I've done than I've done the entirety of the, in- of the whole thing. Hell yeah. What, um, they, uh, what do you say? We take a break, Uh bring in our fantastic guest, and get the fuck going. Mm -hmm. Woo! Music's fun to play, la 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 la. Words are fun to say, blah 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 blah. Songs are fun to sing, sing a ling a ling. It's fun to do a thing, thing a thing a thing. Do a thing, you're doing a thing. It's fun to do the thing you're doing. Like singing, singing, and playing, playing, and singing, singing, hooraying. Bring in each day into night. Turning sound into light. Turning sound into light. Into light. And we're back. Ooh, Ooh what, what a good, good commercial. commercial. God damn, we're right on it. Hell uh, yeah, man. Uh, fantastic. Well, uh, speaking of good commercials, mm-hmm. we got a good guest today. Yeah. Oh, boy. Now they Hell already yeah. know. They've seen it. Um, he's uh, You've seen him on Conan, on Letterman, and The Late Late Show with James Corden. Uh, he's got a great album that came out called No Kidding, plus a special called Small, Dork, and Handsome. <laughs> and you can hear him every week on his wonderful podcast, Broccoli and Ice Cream. Ladies and gentlemen, go crazy for our friend, Mike Kaplan. Thank you so much for... Oh, oh, oh wow. Thank, oh, okay, thank okay. all of you. They're here, thank yeah. Thank everyone. I like that you said, speaking of good commercials, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, I'm not a commercial, but, but you basically did a commercial for me. I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, it when, all adds up. It makes perfect sense. When you're an old pro at this podcast Good you know you figure planning. it out i <laughs> yeah. uh, got how are you mike how's it going i'm very well very happy to be here yeah. thank you for having mm-hmm. me i do think i would be remiss uh in not also saying that while i am well there are many things in the world mm. that are perhaps that i wouldn't assess as such and i am a part of that larger world and sure, so yeah. now i think it is important i think it's sort of uh rude to say that you're fine with no disclaimers for myself totally Everyone, if you're fine i'm happy for you to be fine yeah anyone who Who's listening? But well, I, I was fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Now I'm just remembering all those problems Sorry in the world. About that. <laughs> just think it's important to always remember yes. that there is suffering. I do like that. Whenever you have good news, and then like you're like, oh my gosh, and then you log into Twitter, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, it's oh, all still happening. Don't do uh, that. You know? Yeah, that, that, I think that that is. I mean, there's certainly a lot of things in the world that we didn't know about, still don't know about, and now yes. there are things that we do know about, which is good. If we there's a there's an old joke that uh, I don't know whose it is. I want to find out. Sure, uh, but it was on a compilation cassette tape that I had years ago. Whoa, uh, you know, like okay. maybe two decades ago. Yeah, of. Uh, driving and car jokes it was just all different comedians some that i'd never heard of some yeah. like one was seinfeld's and oh uh, jerry yeah, 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 yeah jerry seinfeld mm-hmm. and uh what but i don't remember whose this was because i don't even think they told you maybe you could look at the yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was basically like 
uh, I was driving and I saw a sign that said bump ahead. And then I kept driving and then I saw a sign that said bump. And then I kept driving and then there was a bump. And I was like, well, if you know where it is, why don't you fix it? <laughs> and that's like come to be very like yeah. uh, sort of large, like more than more than literal. Yeah. And like sometimes I'll see comedians talk about their own life problems and mm-hmm. be like, here's here's just the kind of piece of garbage that I am. Yeah. And uh, and I can't do anything about it. I'm like, well, if you know where the bump is, you know. Totally. Oh, and, how is that? Similarly, now we know where a lot of the bumps are. Mm-hmm. Like we before, we're like, oh God, the world's so bumpy. Yeah. Previously, we didn't know, like there weren't cameras everywhere. There weren't yeah. people who could share their, you know, uh, marginalized experiences. So now hopefully we can fix the bumps because we know where there are more, even though it does seem like there's, we, we know, know about yeah. a lot more bumps. Oh man, yeah. They didn't know about half these bumps. No, back then. Not too long ago, no. man. Yeah. And some people on Twitter, I think, are making themselves appear even extra bumpy. They're totally. like, bumpity bump, bump, bumpity bump, yeah. bump, bump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're bump detectors. Uh, now, when you heard that that track all those years ago, did you ever think that was going to change your life? Not a bit. You know, you're on this cassette tape. <laughs> you're just like, get to the Seinfeld one. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, that's a great That's a great question. There's so many things like that. Yes. There's even, in fact, like just some jokes. I'll tell, can I give you one other joke Please. example? Yeah. This one I can attribute. You're making up a lot of ground from bringing up all the atrocities earlier. Uh, you're so, right. Yeah. yeah. I just want to cheer everyone up. <laughs> get those jokes uh, out there. Let's get so, fine. Guys, there's a comedian, Joe Wong, who okay. uh, I started out with in Boston. And now he, he, he's gone on to be on Letterman and Ooh. Colbert and also has, uh, he is, a famous person in China. He has oh, like a radio funny. show in China or a TV show, a TV show That's in China. That's the way to do it. Uh, that millions of people watch. And, uh, long ago, one of his first jokes that it wasn't even, he has amazing, brilliant jokes. This one wasn't necessarily even the one that I, that, that I thought was the funniest. Yeah. But I, I do think it's funny, but it stuck with me so much because of its, uh, other applications now in my life that I didn't see at the time. It's, uh, he says, I'm not a fan of public nudity, but when it happens, I want to be there. <laughs> I and, like that. And one way that it rem- that it's ve- I do think I think it's funnier now yeah. than I ever even I, I didn't know. I yeah. was not ready for how good that joke was. And the way that I sort of apply it now is sometimes people are like you like hecklers. Uh, how do you deal mm-hmm. with hecklers? Do you, you hate hecklers? Do you like yeah, them? Sometimes yeah. they because sometimes you have a heckler who's like, hey, you said a funny thing because I was here mm-hmm. and uh, wouldn't have happened without me. I'm like, well, I also would have said other funny things. Yeah. But and so just the fact I'm happy to have a heckler in the past. Yes. I'm happy to have a great story in the past. Doesn't mean I want to have more hecklers, more heckler stories in the future. So, I don't want to have hecklers, yeah. but if there is a heckler, like then fine, I'll you know I'm, I'm happy to totally, be there and yeah. gain something from it. So like I got interesting stories of nights that I got lost. Yeah, yes. You know, you get lost and then you find a park that you didn't know was a block yeah. from your house. Feels, I'm, I'm not yeah. trying to get lost. Yeah. yeah, it feels great to find new things, to yeah. find yourself, to make discoveries. But in order to, in order to remember, you do have to forget. Oh wow, that's great. Write that down. I love that. No, you can only you remember that so to your much buddy. stuff. <laughs> Let him try that on the radio and thank China. you. Oh, yeah. uh, I I do that a lot with stuff where I will um, comedy sometimes, but with music especially. Like I'll hear, I heard like there's a bunch of albums I listened to when I was like like thirteen, fourteen that like shaped my life, and not in like the I was listening to punk and then I decided to you know fight the power, but like. Sean Mullins, that guy that has that song Lullaby. Yeah, I love that album he put it out called Soul's Core. I love all of his music, but that album especially. And there's a line in there about just being like a singer songwriter on the road and and running into an older singer songwriter and then yeah. having a conversation and he says this thing where he's like uh he, the the younger singer songwriter is like well i don't think i'll be making it big it's tough to get rich off a tour or a coffee house gigs and then the older singer songwriter is like yeah but isn't it a blessing to do what you want to do 
And I heard that when I was like 12 playing Nintendo 64 and I was yeah. like, I'm going to do what I want to do, you know? Ah. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it doesn't matter where you get it, man. Uh, your ethos is just built from like your environment. Mm-hmm. It, that's, it's yeah. a little salad bar of life, man. You take the good. What, yeah, yeah. You take the bad. Uh-huh. You take them. See, that's another song that changed my life. <laughs> uh-huh. The Vax Alive. Uh, where are you from, Mike? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey. Ooh, okay. oh, yeah. God's country. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, what part? Uh, I got a hometown or yeah, I grew up in, I moved, I lived in three different towns in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, Running away. I see it. Yeah. From zero. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. They were born to run Mm -hmm, away. That's what I heard. (laughs) They wrote a song about it. That's fun because it's uh, the Mm -hmm. uh, play on the lyrics from a song by a guy who's from there too. Your boy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's Bon Jovi. I that's, that's really great. I sincerely, uh, 100% I growing up. Yeah. Currently. Love Bon Jovi. Yeah. Growing up, didn't really listen to Bon Jovi, but everybody in my school, I didn't really listen. It's weird. I didn't listen to music a lot as oh, a kid, yeah. except for what was like my, uh, played in my house. Okay. Like, yeah. My mom played tons of uh, John Denver oh, and yeah. Billy Joel. Like those were the, the two, huh. the two main. And so I, I have like a, a very, like a very large working knowledge of many of the older Billy Joel catalog mm-hmm. and John Denver. Uh, but and my dad at a certain point like branched off. Uh, they got divorced and my dad, mm-hmm. li- well, we were together. I remember he listened to Garth Brooks a fair amount. Boy. And, that's good divorce music. And the Eric Clapton live album. Uh, oh, that's fun. In yeah. particular. Uh, but so I, and it's funny, my parents were both when I was growing up music teachers themselves. Oh, so okay. my dad taught lessons in the home and also was a high school band director. My mom taught, uh, you know, children, elementary school, mm-hmm. uh, music, orchestra, band and such. And, and I played violin, uh, from a very young age, from age four on and I didn't like it because I was, I was made to do yeah, it. It wasn't forced. my favorite thing. Uh, but I, and so music to me was like homework. Music yeah. was work. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously, I understand that music itself like is, was not, uh, only that. That was like a, yeah. a yeah. filtered perspective. It was your view on it. Yeah. But just by, by happens that I didn't, I guess my friends were like listening to the radio, getting mm-hmm. cassettes. Uh, so definitely it felt like everyone in my school like loved Bon Jovi and, uh, what is it? Uh, Guns and Roses. Like oh, those, sure. yeah, those yeah. were the two bigs oh, yeah. that were happening at the time that I remember. Like I had to like act in like sketches that fr- friends were sure. putting together, where they're like, "You in this one get shot through the heart," and, <laughs> and you're in too deep. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, "Okay, a hundred percent." That's yeah. all I knew about that song. But then years, I guess when I, I got, I started listening to cassettes when I got a Walkman when I was like maybe 11. Mm-hmm. And then I got like a Discman the next year. Oh, it was yeah. like, I do remember like the first albums that I did start purchasing. Okay. Uh, and then eventually did get Bon Jovi. And I'm like, Bon Jovi is good. It's, I, yeah. It makes yeah. me feel good. But by that time, it's like 98 and everybody's like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. Or, you know? I mean, I'm like, I love the song Always. They're like, that's the first Bon Jovi song <laughs> that you're listening to? That's so funny. Always I, Bon Jovi. Oh, I do that stuff all the time with me. Like, I, I, listeners, I've been, I did that with Wu-Tang. I got into Wu-Tang this year. And it's like, you can't do anything with that. <laughs> like, here's another another ugh. joke that I love. Here's actually it's two. So Good. here's two, two things that happen. I I it little look like I'm bragging a little bit because sure. I th- I said a funny thing, but also I'm not the hero. There's two heroes of this. There's three people in it. Mm-hmm. The other two people are the heroes. Hero number one, Jim Gaffigan. For oh his, sure. His joke about the movie Heat, where okay. he, like basically the concept is he saw the movie Heat maybe five years after it came out, and he's like, you can't. He's like, but I want to talk about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. That, that movie's old. Uh, the same point that we're mm-hmm, all sharing mm-hmm. here. And then I later thought, years later, I was like, oh, it'd be funny. I wish I could be like, ah, I want to talk about that Jim Gaffigan joke <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. But there's no way for me to 
tell that joke yeah. without telling his joke. And yeah. then I saw Nick Vatterot, whose comedy I love, oh, great. tweeted to Jim Gaffigan, ah, I want to talk about your heat joke now. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. Uh, it was yeah. perfect. I love it when everything comes together like that, you know? So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, okay, wait, okay. So, like, do you want to hear the first albums that I bought? <laughs> yes, I do. I want to hear okay. the first album that you got, the first album you bought, and did you buy it because you had heard it on the radio and liked it, or is it like, this is what everybody bought this week, so I should get it? Great question. I, so I think I bought the, the cassettes that I remember getting mm-hmm. in the first batch of cassettes included, uh, August and Everything After oh, by yeah. the Counting Crows. Oh, it's a great one. Because I had been hearing Mr. Jones on the radio, mm-hmm. which I think is maybe because of how much I heard it, my least favorite song. Oh, on sure. The totally. So oh, yeah. many, so many great Radios ones. Radios kill songs, yeah. man. That's and radio, <laughs> wait, no, that's videos. Radio kills the song stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 St- song videos. Uh, Gets me in the skip mode. That album has Omaha on it, uh, which it. I grew up right outside of Omaha. Oh, right. So it blew my mind when people were, so all of a sudden this guy on the radio singing about the town where we go get <laughs> shoes. Like, <laughs> What? what? Loved it. That's a funny way. Oh, Seeger did it first, man. Seeger did it as well. Yeah, baby. But this was popular during your own mm-hmm. existence. Oh, I was so excited. Yeah, I love that album. And then what else? So we got uh, that one. I got Aerosmith. Get a grip. Oh, oh that's that, a good one. Because was... I, I had been seeing. I must have started watching MTV. I think we mm-hmm. just gotten cable. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'd seen. That was when all the uh, Liv Tyler and Alicia Silverstone mm-hmm. videos were coming out. Crazy, amazing. Crying. Yeah, and crying. Yeah, Those were the three. Yeah. And then Skeet that, Ulrich. That, Skeet's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I love get, I love seeing him get work. Love me you know? some Skeet. Yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, and that was before Skeet became uh, meaning another thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> how, how innocent days of Skeet. Oh, he was yeah. just getting out you of know the his shadow. Middle name Skeet too. <laughs> he was just getting out of the shadow of looking like uh, you know Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. and then boom, they throw the other Skeet thing at him. It's yeah. like he can't win for losing. Yeah. Uh, was Get a Grip, was that the one with the cow? cow? Yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah. the nipple piercing? And it yeah, had yeah, Peter like, hated it. Yeah. Living on the fake. edge. Yeah, oh, I, and that's kind of like the thing with, we were talking about the Bon Jovi, that's the Aerosmith I love. The, that Same. is specific that's area. That's where I got in. Um, yeah, yeah. Jamie Sur- got a gun and all that. Yeah, and so yeah. like when I heard Toys, scarf. When I heard Toys in the Attic the first time, I was like, oh shit, they used to be like a real band, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they were just this fun thing I could listen to in my Suzuki sidekick, you know? <laughs> uh, did you get anything else that day, do you remember? Yes, yes. Uh, one, let's see, there's probably, I think Soundgarden, Super Unknown. That's a good one. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, also yeah. from the MTV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's oh. so interesting because, yeah, I'm not like a, a huge, I, uh, they're not like, you know, death metal or anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's harder. They have like beautiful things for like a band that's loud, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I also got Dennis Leary's No Cure for Cancer, Ooh, which had been fun. playing, uh, I think I heard it like, you know, other kids had it at summer camp. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And that was like, that was kind of, I guess, the first comedy album yeah. that I ever got, but I didn't even think of it as a comedy album. Yeah. Because uh, it was, he, that was huge. But, is that the one that has Asshole? asshole? Yeah. yeah right? Asshole was. Oh, oh. And then that was like, we sang that on the bus, and that was like a huge deal. He was pulling you know? down the Nike commercials mm-hmm. at the time with Bo Jackson. We and, did. Yeah. Hyping his hip, hip in, hype. Uh, in some school event, uh, like some talent show type thing, we did that as Butthole and like changed the <laughs> lyrics and like did a whole thing for it. Uh, to be cleaner or to be a parody? Oh, we made it real worse. <laughs> yeah, 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 real it was, raunchy. It was no. a corporate. It was thing. scathing about the Bush administration. No, it was like we just like changed it up enough because we were like we're being bad boys, you know. Uh, and I just can't believe the school because we were like in sixth grade and the school was like, who cares? Just do it, you know. Somebody else is doing like a really good dance performance and we're up there just laughing at ourselves, oh. being like. I, I park weird at the mall, and everybody's like, "What are you talking about?" You know? You're just you're not you're not 
uh, making the song really different. You're just no. like taking it like he does one. He does an asshole thing. We do a butthole. Thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those are some good. Uh, one, one more final one that I remember. This is the one that I probably still know the most lyrics to mm-hmm. that I could sing along with if it comes on is uh, Cypress Hill, ah. Black, Black Sunday. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was going to be something rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're just it's a it's everything. That was the the nineties, the early nineties. That's what you a do. A to the K. Yeah. Yes. What was the first thing you got? The first cassette or tape? Do you remember? Um, CD was Soundgarden Super Unknown. I oh, got yeah. that yeah. and Purple for the same Christmas. Oh, yeah. But Purple prior to that, it was uh, stuff like Weird Al and the yeah, Jungle yeah, Book. Because yeah. oh, I, sure. I had all the country stuff. Me and your dad with that Garth Brooks, we would have really got along. Yeah. Uh, but I had all this country stuff. And then I going into, I think it was fourth grade, I made the decision. Like, I'm a rock fan now. Huh. Gave up all my CDs. And then I got... Same thing. In the same day, I got Green Day Dookie, Alanis Morissette's Jack a Little Pill, and Pearl Jam's No Code, and then just like never looked back. And still to this day, I think No Code is like fantastic, and nobody ever talks about it. I yet. don't know it. I do. I did get those other two. Yeah, as yeah, some yeah. of the first out, some of the first uh, record. What are they? With? CDs. That's yes, the one. Yes. CDs. Yeah. Then I uh, when I got CDs the next year, I got uh, REM's Monster. Oh, that that's was my a good first one, yeah. REM album. Uh, and uh, then I started getting all of They Might Be Giants albums. They were yeah. they were one of my big favorites. See, that's the thing that I never. Are you, how are, where are you with the Might Be? I just know them from Tiny Tunes. Yeah, I don't then, have that reference point. And then that they uh, get brought up a lot everywhere yeah. else. It I mean, feels like I'm too like with far. Comedians. It feels too late. It feels like they have a lot of albums. Just like uh, Tragically Hip, I feel the same way. There's like a ton of albums, and mm-hmm. I just can't. Well, I can, I, can re- I can recommend a couple yeah. songs to you. Maybe I'll just do a playlist. I'm sure Spotify's got stuff. You they know pr- what I mean? They probably know some of their songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They're good. <laughs> Spotify, you've been on there? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. I, okay, so you got all this music and stuff like that. What else were you into when you were a kid? What else were you doing there? Uh, in- I would say comic books oh, were, okay. were a big thing. Uh, like, so I lived near, like, uh, my first, the first place that I lived. I didn't mm-hmm. even get, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I never yeah, answered yeah. The we question. never, it's a mystery. Uh, the listeners yeah. are on the edge of their seat. Town, the first town, town I was born in, lived till I was 13 or so, maybe 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, lived till I was 12 in, uh, Livingston, New Jersey. Ooh, okay. In Essex County, near Ooh. the Oranges. I don't know if you're, uh, Chris no. Gethard fan, oh, sure, but sure. he's a, a weird New Jersey, uh, you know, dude. He's a, he has guy. a book all about it, right? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I think he's doing a new album this year, all recording in New Jersey, all New Jersey stories. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, but yeah, so that was. I think I grew up in like the I think nicer town to like that was like the villain to his. Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> next door <laughs> I town. Love that I love that. Hell That's yeah, awesome. Shelbyville style. Uh, maybe yeah. West, West Orange. Yeah. So I grew up in uh, what is it, uh, Eagleton? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, if you're okay. at uh, Parks and Rec, sure, references. for sure. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a, where I grew up, it was just a, a fine, a suburb. My yeah. parents were teachers. It seemed like everything was okay. And a block away was a 7-Eleven. And that's where I got mostly Archie comics. Uh, that oh, was all, okay. all Archie all no the Wawa, time. No Wawa, huh? Uh, no, no. That was, uh, you had to go a couple hours south to find your first <sighs> Wawa yeah. in New Jersey. Uh, Archie comics. That's, see, that's, I, that's a thing I have no reference point for. And when I was a kid, I knew some kids that were reading like the X-Men and stuff like that. But, I didn't know that Archie was a thing. I thought that was a reference from like when my dad was a kid. It was until I, mean, I was from a grown. Forties, yes, exactly. Well, but I thought that like it ended. You know, yeah, I thought it was done. No, and then never. until I started comedy, Crazy that's just been going forever. Yeah, and, and now it's, it's still, like Riverdale. It's like yeah. a, it's like a big television it's show. CW doubt. Uh, have you watched that show? I watched the first season of Riverdale. Does it feel like is it the oh, same? Or? It's a hundred percent not. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, on purpose. It's yeah, not. yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, they've made it like a Twin Peaksy kind of like. Oh, that's kind of like a. It's like a Dawson. Mm. I'd say here it's a combination of Dawson's Creek and Twin mm. Peaks. So it's yeah. Dawson's twin. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Creek 
Creek Peak. Creek gotcha. Peak. They just, uh, oh, that's our after show, Creek Peak. You know, it's like, well, we're doing it about Dawson's Creek. It doesn't make sense any other way. Uh, Dawson's Creek in the cave. Oh, right. Write that down. That's good, too. You know, um, we're just starting fake Twitter accounts left and right here, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, R- the Riverdale, the show, it's like, it was fun for me to watch. I'm like, oh, I know those characters, but yeah. oh, these are different. This is yeah. the same. It's like just but, names, right? But then, at this point, that is, that is so. It seems to me. Yeah. And relationships, but then everything does go off in weird directions, uh, which is fine. And yeah. enjoy, and if you're enjoying it, enjoy enjoy it and there's new archie comics that are based on like it used to be archie's just the same forever you know mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. always in high school always this and now they've done like oh what if there's like a zombie apocalypse what oh. if also he gets older what if now he's back in the 40s what if now time actually changes things and it isn't just the set reset at the end of each issue i know and he's so- been assassinated and uh oh, wow. had a run-in with the predator did he really? Is he that did. okay? Because that's what the uh, turtles and uh, Batman—they just did two up uh, two uh, issues. They did and Batman Predator too. Did they really? Like I see. I like them. that shit. That's yeah. fun. You oh, know, yeah. that's the best thing about comic books. Yeah. It's easier to get those license smashed together. And yeah, then you get to see cool stuff. Were you ever into like? Did you ever do the superhero route too, or yes. were you just Archie? I uh, no. So it was okay. Archie up until pro- I forget how old I was, but uh, my uh, grandmother lived in. Uh, she lives in Florida now, and mm-hmm. she had a brother who lived there. Uh, until recently when he stopped living. Okay. Uh, and uh, he doesn't live anywhere now. Now, no. he, now he's everywhere. Well, he's uh, everywhere. He's right he in. He non-lives Welcome here. to the show. Hello, <laughs> Uncle Sandy. Uh, yeah. And so he had a few, he had like six grandchildren that he would take out like once a week each, I think. They would each have a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I would go down there and visit, he would take me out and oh, have a day. Oh, that's great. He would get, cool. get us food. And then we went to a comic book store. And I remember, like, I knew the characters. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I grew up yeah. like, watching maybe Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Sure. Uh, which was weird that he was friends with Iceman and... And Firestar, yeah, yeah, yeah. a person who like, I was like, oh, okay, fine. That's mm-hmm. later. We're like, oh, they didn't have yeah. to know each other. Yeah. My friend's uh, Nick. He doesn't do <laughs> shit. You know, it's like uh, Batman hanging out with the Scooby Gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, the guy, I, a friend of mine from the Boston comedy scene, uh, who is now a writer for Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. I believe, or at least has been. He, uh, his name is Marley, and he wrote for he wrote Scooby Doo movies for a little while. Oh, cool. And also now just wrote the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Batman. It's so good. It I is. haven't watched it yet, I, but uh, I'm excited. Uh, uh, Baron Vaughn's the Donatello in it. It's oh, that's so good. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got I got to check it out now. Yeah, for yeah, two yeah. Re- before, I only had one reason. Yeah. Now, now I have two. two. I guess three. My it's, friend, my other yeah. friend, and it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and packed full of references. Totally, yeah. totally. For fans. And if you are a... Because like, I love the Ninja Turtles and I always have. And I like Batman, but I don't have this like... I don't have the encyclopedic knowledge of Batman. But it definitely saw like settled what I wanted out of both of those. Heck yeah, yeah. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And that's why I haven't read the second comic series because that's like, they made a sequel, so I don't want to spoil it. Oh you know? sure. Can yeah. I tell you? Uh, I re- I tweeted a a joke recently about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it's uh, there's nowhere else that this can hey, go. Hey, this is that's what it's this only is. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. And so first, I have to. Uh, double check. Are you guys familiar with the meaning of the slang to stan? Like oh yeah, for people sure. Stan. Did, now here's a th- quick question about mm-hmm. that. Do you think it's only is it comes from like obviously the Eminem song mm-hmm. Stan, where yeah. someone is okay. uh, an obsessive fan, but also it's a combination of the words stalker and fan. Whoa. Have you? Whoa. I've never. About, no. Uh-uh. It's, I think Do you I, think that's what Eminem did when he named that character? I'm really not sure. That guy loves words, yeah, you know? He, so maybe he, he was certainly could have done that. That's crazy. So, yeah. now that we have all the necessary uh, v- vernacular... I feel ready, okay. prepared for the joke. So now, uh, here it is. Uh, here's a poetic stanza. The TMNT stan-za. Oh! <laughs> They're obsessive fans fun. of pizza, which I they call... It. 
Zoss. Oh, uh, oh yeah. But yeah, so oh, I love that. I love a Ninja Turtle joke, you know? That's uh-huh. just thank I you wish, so much. Yeah. I wish I could do that. You know, some comics are like they're like, I'm a Christian comedian, you know <laughs> what I mean? Or they're like, I'm only clean, you know? I want to be just a ninja turtle comic. I want to be like so what about uh the Rat King? What do we think of that? You know? like, he wears fun. a cap for a belt. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, somebody's got a, where's PETA, you know? And then I, you know, I make it better. And uh, I want to offer this to anyone who doesn't know. Maybe you guys uh, being, uh, you know, in the in the business that you are. Sure. You, this, if this is not new to you, perhaps it is for some of your listeners. I found out only in the past couple of years. Uh, are you familiar with Daredevil, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the superhero? Uh, you know, he was blinded. Uh, because like he pushed somebody out of the way when uh, a truck was going by and like at a, a barrel of acid or something, yeah. something acid like hit him in the eyes yeah. and it blinded him and then he got powers. Uh, and then that acid went into the sewers and that is the very acid that turned the uh, Ninja yes. Turtles into oh. the Ninja Turtles. And you can, I mean, they're not in the same you know, like comic book totally, totally. universe, but the turtles uh, were raised by Master Splinter. Yep. And Splinter is the, uh, the correlate, the correlates to, uh, Daredevil's uh, sensei stick. Yes, and, and, and the, the the hand and the, the hand foot. and the foot. Yeah, See, I knew the hand and the foot stuff. Yeah. I didn't know all those other things. That's yeah. all coming together. Yeah, because yeah, it's all a lot of that uh, uh, off of the Frank Miller stuff. That, yeah, uh, Laird and Eastman. I uh, so. I don't, I don't uh, do a lot of uh, marijuana, but I did. I was in L.A. and I ate some edibles, and I immediately had this genius idea, and this uh-huh. is such a edibles idea. Love it. But it was, uh, uh, I was thinking, how great it would it be if you were watching, like, a drama or, like, a rom-com that takes place in our universe and everything, and then, like, an hour in, maybe, maybe 45 minutes in. Turtle show up? No, somebody oh. just references, they're like, oh, yeah, but, and then somebody just references, like, the snap from Endgame, <laughs> but they don't even go deep there. They're just like, oh, oh yeah, that's like when the snap happened, you know, and yeah. Thanos. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, this is the Marvel Universe? <laughs> but it doesn't affect any, I just... You I think mean, everybody would know what I was so excited about that. Some people would. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. I think it'd be great. I like, I, on this subject, do you guys read the, the webcomic XKCD? No, uh-huh. but I used to. Oh, it's wonderful. It's been going for years, yes, right? Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one recently where... I'm gonna. I don't. I'm gonna butcher sure. the the specifics. But the concept was a character is like I've been putting it together, and I think uh, all of the Ken Burns documentaries take place in the same cinematic universe because <laughs> so, they reference protests of a war over here. And look, that's the Vietnam War. <laughs> and then this one says baseball, and that's from baseball. Uh, <laughs> something like that. That's wonderful. Uh, so. There I was with my Uncle Sandy uh, at a comic book store, age nine, there somewhere between nine and 12. And uh, I, so I knew all the characters and I saw, and uh, a little more setup when you were talking about like the crossovers, like mm-hmm. Batman, Predator, things like those ended up being like some of my favorite, like I was like a sucker for, like mm-hmm. they're obviously trying to get you to buy more comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you don't buy Deathlock, yeah. but you do like Spider-Man, ooh, Spider-Man and Deathlock. Totally. But even me, I was such a sucker. I'd be like, oh, the thing and She-Hulk, two characters that I don't care about either. <laughs> totally. Uh, like, but they're together. together. finally, sure. it's even better. Maybe they'll finally fucking do something, you know? <laughs> and since then, I also have. I, now yeah. I sincerely read comics based on mostly who is writing them yeah. than, who, than who the characters are. Okay. Because that is what makes a story better mm-hmm. is yeah. the person creating it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even more than the artwork. Like, I would rather, like, usually my favorite writers do work with, like, artists that I also either enjoy, enjoy yeah. or worst case, like, is fine. Mm-hmm. I would rather have fine art and amazing writing than amazing art and, like, fine writing. I yeah, mean, that's, like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. nice to look yeah. at a painting. It's totally. nice to look yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so there I was. 
at the comic book store with Uncle Sandy, and I saw the. Do you remember in the eighties there was a, a series called Secret Wars? Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And it came with a whole like uh, toy set that I mm-hmm. got a bunch of, uh, and that's where like Spider Man's black costume yeah, first yeah, came yeah, yeah, from. Yeah. And so, but I, I hadn't heard of it, but so because this was, and this was, I guess it was like so it must have been in the later eighties. So yeah, this yeah, had yeah, come yeah. out a few years earlier. But I saw the first issue, which just had on the cover like Spider Man, the Hulk, all of the Avengers, all the X Men, all the mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, like more more heroes than even could be in any movie now. Because yeah. up until now, the X Men and Avengers movies have been separate yeah. due to uh, business stuff. Sure, the contracts. And and, uh, and so I was like, but this is everybody. Yeah. And then I got it, and it was actually good. And so like, yeah. I started, and that was my, I was like, oh, a new comic. I found out about new comics, and they come out every week. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, then I, my, I started getting my parents to bring me to comic stores every week. And I would I would buy, like, a stack, you know, maybe mm-hmm. get 10 comics a week. And my favorite, I think, turned out to be, like, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And also that Hulk was written by Peter David at the time, and I liked that a lot. And I would put them, and I got the X-Men, because I'm like, but... I really almost never enjoyed the X-Men really? at the time as a kid. It was maybe the uh, a Chris Claremont era. And it's, it was it was fun. But yeah. I think I just got them because I thought I was supposed to. I'm sure, like, yeah. these are the ones to get. And so I'd always put them in order of like, the ones that I thought I would enjoy least at the top, okay. and then work, like I'll do, I'll get through this homework, and then mm-hmm. eventually get down <laughs> to the bottom of the ones I really want. And now I do it the opposite. Like now I try not to buy things that I think I won't, won't enjoy. Like, yeah, and yeah, if yeah. I buy something that I think I will enjoy, I'm gonna read it immediately. Sure. I, lo- I yeah. love is Secret Wars the one where they go to the they get like zapped to another planet the and have Beyonder to fight? brings yeah. them Ooh, there. Yes. That's so good. Oh yeah. I listened to that recently. I think I was talking to you, you about to it. it. You told me yeah, about how yeah. you listen to comics. And, and yeah. you made and you had such a good point cuz I listened to them and then you were like that's like somebody going to a museum and then explaining to you what the paintings look like. And I was like, ah, <laughs> shit, yeah, this is art. Yeah. And immediately I just felt so stupid. But close, I still do it. Close your remember... eyes and there's a night full of stars. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I really enjoyed that one, though. That was a cool run. I remember uh, just from the uh, Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s, they did the whole uh, Secret Wars arc. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that makes sense. And it was kind of like one of the first like uh, examples of what the MCU could be. Because uh-huh. they had all, I mean, at least on TV. Yeah. Yeah. And- it's funny when when they they do that they like change certain things too like yeah. it's not just exactly from yeah. the comic to which is fun cool. but also like I I wrote, I wrote a joke years ago uh, about an experience I had in a comic store uh, where do you, are you familiar with what if comics oh yeah yeah I know so, but I okay, believe it so years probably in the seventies the first one the first round of them came out where the very first one was what if Spider Man had joined the Fantastic Four oh okay I like that because in like may, I think maybe Spider Man number one Amazing Spider Man mm-hmm. one from the sixties uh, he like he's a kid and he's like, I want, I'm a superhero now. I want to be on the superhero team. And he goes to the fan He breaks into their headquarters and he's like, let me be on your team. And they're like, we're kind of just like a family. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff yeah. Together. <laughs> and so, but then this one, you know, 10 years later, they yeah. were like, Hey, uh, what if they let him be on the team? And then you're like, yeah, yeah, we yeah. get to see it. And then just, they had a series of comics where they'd be like, yeah, this didn't happen, but what if, why sure. not have a good time? And sometimes horrible, you know, cat- yeah. uh, catastrophes would happen. And sometimes like new fun things would happen. And it, I, I sort of like that also in like, I mean, I watched Friends, like yeah, yeah, all yeah, of yeah. Friends. And then like one time they had uh, a show where they were like, what if these people hadn't gotten together, but these people did get yeah. together? Or what if Phoebe had become a business person or mm-hmm. Monica hadn't lost all of her weight or Ross had kept up with karate? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's fun to see a thing that you're like, oh, this. But so I was in this comic store and I overheard a guy explaining to this girl that he was with. He's like, so what if comics? These are stories that like never really happened. And I was like, that's funny because yeah. these are 100% all. <laughs> 
all <laughs> stories that never really yeah, happened. Yeah, totally, totally. But I also see myself now in that uh, being like, like watching a Secret Wars, a quote unquote well, Secret Wars, like, you know, homage, mm-hmm. or just like the TV version. Hey, that's not the real thing. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. Like, or like the Batman animated yeah. series, mm-hmm. which came from Batman the comics, but then also became the comic, Batman the animated totally, series, totally. the comic, which is also Batman like- Batman Adventures and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. what, that's what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has done is like, I tried to buy like compendiums or whatever it is, like where you get them all. But then I found out there's so many different runs. Yes. And there's all all the original runs, like when it was Eastman and Laird and stuff. I don't like those. I don't mm-hmm. I don't enjoy reading those. But the newest run that like the ones from like 2013 or whatever, where they introduce new characters and the backstory is even sl- well, change different is I f- I love it. Yeah, yeah. And it just blew my mind that I like this newer version oh, more yeah. than the or old all one. All the you different know? continuities that they crank out. Now yeah, where yeah. Pretty much like well, we're hitting a reset button so we can try and bring in new fans with like the new 52 or yeah, like yeah. ultimates and, yeah. and stuff. Can I tell you uh, two, two things? One quick one, and then one slightly less quick one. Sure. One is that uh, when I was growing up, uh, I also read uh, comics, uh, the TMNT comics, mm-hmm. but the one, the ones that I were reading were put out by Archie Comics. Did oh, you know? sure. That was, was that like the car, the based off like the eighty? Yeah, they were or what a super series? cartoony. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Like, and they those were the first ones that where yeah. they had like you know red, red, yes. blue, purple masks and stuff. I like that. That's what's to. cool about nowadays is they have so many uh, comics that they just launch off of old continuities that we can't mm-hmm. see anymore it was like they did uh they did thundercats batman mm-hmm. beyond 2.0 he-man and oh yeah stuff. batman and beyond was an awesome show. Yeah, yeah yeah i bet i got the uh the dc app the dc universe app mm. and what i love about it is it has and eventually it'll be even better but it has a lot of the movies especially the new dc animated universe movies um but it has a lot of cartoons it has weird shit like the flash movie tv show from the early 90s well, if you're watching online it's probably a lot of flash you're right you get it uh mm-hmm. but uh it also has just I mean, maybe like thousands of Batman comics. And so like, and, and it's on a phone, so it's easier to get through than having flip pages. Mm-hmm. And they're already on the app. So like every once in a while, like if I'm on the train and I, I, I'm, I downloaded some shows and I run out of them and I'm like, well, I'll just go look at one of these comics and then I'll read 10 issues in a 40 minute period of, you know, Batman versus, uh, uh, the Red Hood or something, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is an amazing little afternoon, you know? You, Back in the day, I'd have to go to a store and hunt and buy copies. Now they're all right there on my telephone. Oh yeah. Uh, so the the second longer thing oh, is sure. uh, when I so I think this now I can trace this to around like think 1992 maybe is when mm-hmm. Image Comics started. Which are you familiar? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. That was like a bit a big thing at the time that like all the big you know artists and people, like the cool artists wanted yeah, to go there. McFarland, right? yeah, yeah. Jim they Lee. didn't get to keep any of their characters. Right. Was like Ooh. one of the big things for it. That's why it came out of it because because yeah, yeah. then Marvel or DC would now own it. like anybody yes. that writes for Image like automatically gets control of oh, their, like, like the that. that's why the uh, dude that did Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Has got Kirkland, a Kirkland. shitload of money yeah. just because yeah, he created his stuff and yeah. he gets paid because That's of awesome. it. And I do think I think Marvel and DC both have maybe their own versions of they're that better now as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But at the time, so uh, Eric Larson mm-hmm. was uh, a guy who took over the art on Spider-Man like after McFarlane, and I just like I loved his art and I loved his stories. Uh, and he wrote on Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man and. Uh, then he started a comic called The Savage Dragon. Are you familiar yeah, with no, Savage no. Dragon? I feel like a mohawk. And, huh, yeah, he right. had. I'm, he, a, I'm on board. Yeah, yeah. his like a fin, like, oh. like uh, his a mo- uh, ma- mohawk made of skin. Yeah. Like, he, like uh, so he the ba- his basic backstory was he was born in a field 
uh, or he wasn't born. He he was just found, found in a field with amnesia, burning up, and he's just like invincible. Basically, he's like very mm-hmm. strong. He heals, and he joins the Chicago police. Oh wow! And then, but then over the course of years, here's the thing: is I think I don't right now. It might be like one of the long, certainly one of the longest running comics that since 1992. I think he has. He's still writing it. He's still oh, wow. writing it. Like I, I still, That's I wonderful. still read it, and I, it's the only comic that I've read from like from my childhood yeah. through now continuously uh because it because it could like, yeah 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 at a certain point like when i got to college i think maybe i stopped buying comics as much mm-hmm. but then in grad school i worked at the barnes and noble uh oh yeah which was my car my college bookstore sure. but it was like a big barnes and noble and so i got like 35 percent off things that i that's when i like found out that they were starting to put out like trades like mm-hmm. of gra- graphic novels like collected yeah, issues, yeah. which is like you know if the comics cost three bucks each then like six would be 18 bucks but the trade would be 15 or with my you mm-hmm. know disc as like it was i was like oh i can or i could just read them on my break yeah and, yeah, 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 so yeah. I, that's when i started like really getting back into comics as and that's when i started being like oh i i don't just like spider-man mm. i like spider man when it's being stories told by yeah. cool people that i like barnes and nobles yeah. uh that was a great era i remember going there getting starbucks just sitting in there and knocking out a trade paperback mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. like uh yeah it was great i still sometimes like i live in park slope and mm-hmm. there's a barnes and noble like you know maybe five blocks ten blocks yeah. away. and so sometimes either if i'm if i have time that i like in between things or sometimes i'll go to, like it's happened most in the union square one the union yes, square barnes and i noble. spent a lot of time there yeah just like you know you're in you do something in the afternoon you got something at mm-hmm. night you got a yeah. few hours you don't want to go home i just they have like it, a huge i feel like todd barry has a joke it. yeah <laughs> about know. how they'll like ink he's like try, he had a joke about how trying to buy like a cookbook or yeah, yeah yeah and they're like what do you want he's like i just want this one here let me photocopy it for you let me just rip it out for you <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah 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 but uh, another cool thing about all those image comics at that time is uh the collector scene was so big mm-hmm. so like a lot of those comics are like iconic just because everybody bought like wildcats number one. Oh yeah and like because as a kid that's one of the things i would do if i saw like a number one issue oh, yeah. of a comic on the stand i'm gonna buy it because I'm going to be rich and it's, one day. It's funny. Be- a couple things are funny about this. Uh, one is like that uh, they make number ones so oh, frequently yeah. now yeah. like to, to trick us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but then they'll like restart it and be like, it's exciting. But then they're like, well, if we hadn't restarted it, then this one, number 267, would actually be 100. It would be yeah. 1,000 in, in the previous numbering. So it'll be, oh, let's go back to the old numbering for yeah. a minute. And, and then also I feel like back like i don't know if it's my parents generation or their parents but uh that there was obviously so many there's stories of people uh having their whole collection get thrown out mm-hmm. oh, then, yeah. but there was an action comics number yeah. one in there and like so some people are randomly getting rich because everyone else did throw their stuff out so everyone now is like all right let's nobody throw yes, anything right. out but it's sort of like being like you know jinx buy me a coke and you just keep saying if everyone's yep. doing the same thing then all of a sudden we're like we all have a yeah. thousand yeah. copies so it's like funny uh all that stuff was happening in the 90s, mm-hmm. like baseball cards yeah, yeah. and Beanie Babies, all these collectible things. That's what were we're going to be up. rich on. Yeah, yeah, because uh, people were just starting to get rich off of the stuff that they didn't know they were supposed to be collecting. Yeah. Like the Action Comics number uh, one, where mm-hmm. they just randomly. It was just a comic. Yeah, yeah. They, you know? And then they find out that there's a market for it after the fact, and we're, everybody was just going on this make believe market, like. Uh, you know, Death of Superman. Everybody, yeah. everybody had Death of Superman. It's worth nothing. Yeah, that's so, I, because it was supposed to be worth something. So it's everybody, so, it's so interesting to me. Those like uh, all those comic book things, like how sometimes they will go. Because like I never, 
I the culture of comic books and my friends and stuff like that was never like oh let's keep them in a bag and board yeah. them in mint condition. It was always let's like read them. the pu- the pa- front was ripped off uh-huh. or or it was stapled to the wall or something ah. like that. Like so like to me they were so and I think that's part of the reason why I never got into buying them is because to me they were like well they're like kind of like the funnies in the newspaper. It's like who cares? They're nothing special. Mm-hmm. And then as I get older and I'm like wait a minute people sell these for thousands of dollars and stuff like that. And I just I was so interesting how my personal view of comic books changed so much as I grew up. And then when I became an adult and I realized that fucking everybody knew about them and loved them, I was like, yeah. oh, and weird. Now, now your job is the funnies in the newspaper. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. I am. I write Doonesbury, guys. And, that's my day job. Oh, the cigarette one. Yeah, yeah. Can't, oh, uh, Barnes & Noble you are talking about. At my day job, at my office job, uh, when I, uh, if it's really, if I'm really stressed or if I'm really freaking out, I'm in, uh, I'm in, uh, I don't know, over by Times Square, and it's I'm re- right next to a Barnes and Noble, and that's what I'll do is I'll just go in there and I'll go to like I'll sometimes I'll find myself going to a section like self help books, but not because I want to buy a self help book, just because I'm interested in reading all looking at these titles uh-huh. and stuff, or I'll go to like uh, when you're in the- art you, history yeah, or something. You can help yourself. Yeah, 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 and the, and I that's like it'll like be a calming thing to just look at a bunch of nice books, smell that weird stale coffee smell in there. Mm-hmm. And then I go back to work. Also, the kids again. sections are always oh, yeah. fucking badass. A lot of Legos, a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All the uh, cool characters you forgot about as a kid, and they got mm-hmm. like a big frog and toad cut out. And oh, shit. Yeah, I love yeah, frog yeah. and toad. I do, toad. too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a thing about the death of Superman mm-hmm. and the idea of they're basically, they're trying to get people to buy it. They're, they're yeah. like, it's got to be valuable. It's yeah. got to be. You got to. And there's no way to predict sincerely, like what's going to like value, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of in the future is unknowable. Like mm-hmm. there's a quote that I like. It's something like people who make predictions don't have knowledge and people who don't have people who have knowledge don't make predictions. Oh. And so but similarly, you can only know looking back like the same way, like when you're like, oh, did you know that that joke was going to have that impact? Did you know that that song was yeah, going to have yeah. that impact? Yeah. Like we can only somebody just told me this about. Uh, like in improv, like mm-hmm. when you when you start set a scene up, you can't you know set up where exactly it's going to go. But from once you've done a bunch of stuff, then you can like thread a a, a like a thread through all of the connections that you make, so you can look back and be like, ah, and you can do that with your life, with your yeah, career. Like, yeah. oh, this is how did you become who you are? How did you become a comedian? How did you become like what were the important milestones? Like, mm-hmm. oh well, this is what I remember. This is what mm-hmm. I remember. This, and so now I'm uh, I'm being nostalgic back for the beginning of the show when, totally, when we for sure. when we yeah, talked yeah. about those. The I just heard uh, a, a thing like that, uh, specifically that idea. Uh, I I watched on uh, Netflix. I think I talked about it at the top of the show that uh, new John Favreau show on Netflix. It's like called Chef, the Chef Show. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it based on the movie? It's it it almost feels like it was supposed to come out like with the movie. I watched, but the it took a long opening time. of it. Yeah, it's got it, a, it is like, very CG tied. cartoon yes. of the Chef Truck. It's very tied to the movie, but it, and it feels like he was making it over the last like five or six years. Hmm. Um, uh, but it's really great. And must have got busy with something else. There's, yeah, all the other shit, you know. But uh, and there's this really great part where he's talking to somebody. And he's talking. He's telling the story of Iron Man's opening weekend and that thing. And he was telling the story, and he's like, "Yeah." And then we got the number, blah blah. blah. And then they were at a dinner, and then he's like, "Isn't it funny how that story is so un? It's so unconnected to what I was feeling that weekend and what we were actually going through because nobody knew it was going to be a big thing. Nobody knew it was going to work. Nobody knew it was going to start this whole thing. But now, after the whatever ten plus years of it, and seeing all those threads, like you're saying, yeah. he's like, it becomes." It becomes a footnote in this big giant story in this beautiful beginning. But he's like, at the time, it was a terrifying potential ending to his directing career, you know? Yeah. Uh, and to having superhero movies and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it was funny to see him tell the story the way he would tell it, like, you know, in a press junket. 
But since they were just at a dinner, he's just like, oh, yeah, no, it was terrifying. It was so scary. And we didn't know if it was going to work. And nobody knew about nobody trusted Downey and stuff. And I really like that. I like not knowing you're in it when you're in it. And then later back and being like, oh, fuck, good. We were in it. Have you ever <laughs> you know? thought about doing a podcast that's sort of about that concept? Mm, yeah, sure. Uh, a nostalgic front. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you were into comics. Yes. What was your? Did you have other things too? Uh, uh, you said you played the violin. Oh yeah, I. But you didn't like it. I wasn't into. But you it. are musical. Yes. Oh yeah. I, yeah. So I don't know how far back, like how how long ago. I mean, this is certainly. I'm 40 now, so sure, yeah. a lot. There's a lot more. There's past. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So when I was, yeah, I played the violin starting when I was four because mm-hmm. I had to, and then at around 15 is when I started teaching myself guitar. And okay. I loved it. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What was your first guitar? Yeah, it was, and so. The I went to a summer camp. Okay, like basically, uh, so I, this will also answer, uh, continue to answer the other question of where I lived. So I lived Livingston up till I was about twelve. Okay, then right before eighth grade, I moved. Uh, my my mom and dad, we all moved to Upper Saddle River, which was in Bergen County. Okay, it's where Nixon lived. I learned oh, Richard. Uh, yeah, 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 we didn't. Uh, Cynthia. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I love her. I, I just call her Nixon. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And you're very to, close. Trying to replace. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two years later, uh, my parents got divorced, and mm-hmm. I moved with my mom to. Allendale, a town right nearby. So I went to the same high school. So I, I now was in like the second school system that I'd ever had. And so I'd grown up with all these kids and yeah. was very close with them. And it was a small school, only like 20 kids in my grade until now I'm in. And that was a private school. Now I'm in a public school. Oof. It was like 100, 200 kids in my yeah. high school class. And you're eighth the new, graders, too. Yeah. And you're yeah. the new one. Worse. And I also then, I was small. Like I'm 5'6 yeah. now. And I hadn't gone through, you know, uh, puberty at the sure. time. But some kids had. So there was like, I was like, at, in eighth grade, I was like, some of these kids are, yeah. like, are, are these kids? I thought right. they were supposed to be kids, yeah. only up to eighth grade. That guy's got a full beard. There Fucking six, neck beards freak six, you out in eighth grade. tall kids. Yeah. And I was like, this is unnatural. I yeah, don't, yeah. not for me, something in the food. Uh, and so I was in high school, uh, and I didn't. Uh, have a lot of friends or like didn't know how to make friends because mm-hmm, I never mm-hmm. had to never make had friends to, yeah. before uh, until that so I went to summer camp so every every summer from when I was 11 uh, until still now pretty much yeah uh, I went every I went for the full summer mm-hmm. 11 through like my mid-20s oh I wow such an a, east coast thing yeah oh, yeah. yeah we miss we don't get Ever. Yeah. I don't know any, none of my friends, I don't know anyone that went to a summer camp until I moved to New York. Especially. It, was a front, it was a thing from like TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a thing. It was like meatballs. Like, oh, that's a thing that must have used. To, it's like Archie's. That's a thing yeah. that used mm-hmm. to happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting. I love that you have that experience, but then oh, you yeah. kept going. So did you become a counselor or are you just I lying? Did. You're I short did. enough. Yeah, you're yeah. like, yeah. still 12. Give him a fucking juice. Yeah. No, so I was, yeah, for four years, a camper. Then I was a counselor in training, which is like a camper where you work a little bit and they charge you a little less. Yeah, and then yeah, I was yeah. a junior counselor where you work as much as a full counselor, but they pay you very little. Sure, sure. And then once I was like maybe nineteen or twenty, uh, they start. I started being a counselor, and I did that for a few years. Yeah. I, by that point, now I was a music counselor. By this point, I loved music yeah. because oh hell yeah, uh, you took I, control of it. There was and there was a, a friend of mine. So actually, I, I sort of owe in some ways, like looking back mm-hmm. with like the pulling the thread yeah, of the yeah. past to the present. Uh, a friend of mine got married a couple of years ago who I, I met there when I was, we were like 12 or 13 mm-hmm. and his name is Ari and at his, his wedding, he had a thing before the wedding, before the ceremony called a tish, which okay. is a, there's a Jewish tradition that it used to be just like the men, but yeah. this was now like a, you know, all gender equal, sure. uh, playing field for everyone, mm-hmm. anyone who wanted to show up. And he asked me to host it. And I was like, what is involved in hosting? He's like, sometimes there's like people tell stories or there's music or wh- whatever you want. And so I was like, I guess I'll just tell a story about my friend. 
And mm-hmm. then if anyone else wants to share stories about the the couple, yeah. uh, please do. And so my story was basically, I was like, Ari was number one, the first person who like reached. I loved the camp even when I was like 11 and 12. And just like I had my friends in my little in my mm-hmm. bunk and I did painting, which I thought I liked at the time. Yeah, sure. Because I thought I was supposed to because I used to love drawing. And they're like, yeah. ooh, drawings should turn them into paintings. And I was yeah. like, great. I just want to uh, never mind. Yeah, and I eventually yeah, yeah. got into writing in, as opposed to that. But uh, Ari like was the first person when I was like maybe 13, 14 and he was like, Hey, you should come like hang out with me and this big group of kids. And I was like, Oh, this is like in school. I was like, like less trust, trustful of, yeah. cause there were some kids who were mean, you know, yeah. the kids were going through whatever, like yeah. everyone's kind of scared in high school. Mm-hmm. I learned a thing that when you're a teenager, you're not as good at identifying like when a face is what emotion. So you might interpret fear as anger yeah. more than an adult will. So everyone's looking around at other scared faces thinking that everyone else is Everybody's angry, angry and yeah. just gets makes you more scared but at the camp everyone was just so welcoming and everyone was like outcasts and misfits mm-hmm. and like weird artsy exiles from yeah. their real life and we all joined <laughs> oh, yeah. together to be like you know a Voltron of you know sure. of more uh, understanding yeah, and yeah, caring yeah. and uh, see that's what I needed in those summers you know mm-hmm. I just had Petticoat Junction on TV land that's what I had to bond with well now you have the comedy scene which that's is right. kind of the same the exact same thing and I never know what anyone's thinking you know <laughs> and, and so there I was, uh, and Ari was like, yeah, come hang out with us. And I'm like, oh, man, like, so th- I'm grateful that uh-huh. this guy brought me into a group of people that taught me that people could be, like, kind and mm-hmm. welcoming and uh, and loving and care- and that you didn't have to. Do- I mean, you could make fun of each other, but it wasn't, that, like, it wa- there was no, yeah. everything was good, good-hearted yeah. and good-natured and open. And also then, so that, and that's what sort of set me on a path to eventually, like, in later high school, have friends, have a girlfriend, mm-hmm, get to college mm-hmm. and be like, oh, like, there's none of the the baggage of like you know everybody's new everybody's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. here and like then I, I i'm much more like i i would i would say that i'm an extrovert i'm mm-hmm. like very outgoing like i i'm happy to talk to new people meet sure, new people sure. i but at the time in in like eighth grade i was like quiet i didn't i didn't like extend myself yeah. at all but that camp really and so ari and the camp yeah like, really helped me he brought like, you break out of the shell you know and, oh, and blossom great. and then also one time when we were hanging out uh he can't he lived like in staten island i live in mm-hmm. new jersey he came to visit me and i remember we were at like the uh, maybe the paramus park or the garden state mall mm-hmm. one of the one of the one of the many malls of yes. new jersey and he was like in the bathroom and i and he had brought his guitar and i was just like playing around with his guitar and like figuring out and it's like oh this is fun yeah and then like i i like enjoyed doing it and then like my dad gave me his old guitar that he'd gotten from high school graduation i just nice. started like plinking around on that and then he got me an electric guitar and then i bought myself like a new better good yeah. you know acoustic guitar and that was and so ari set me on a path like to like love playing music that with now all the violin like the skills that i had learned all the theory lessons yeah. all of yeah. the music that had been forced into my brain now i'm grateful that yeah. i have it because it's now the easiest to play the guitar and i started writing songs and some of them were funny yeah. and then i started playing them and like coffee shops and at talent shows at camp and yeah. in college and then when I was in college was the first time that I like reached out to try to find other places to perform mm-hmm. my music and one of the places that I found was a comedy club and I was like can I come perform my funny songs there and he was like sure you can have five minutes and I was yeah. like well that's a short amount of time for songs sure, sure, but sure. I did it and in between the songs like two short songs I just you know 
did what might I would call now riffing. Totally. And, but at the time, I was just like talking and until people stopped laughing mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. playing another song. Hell and yeah. I was like, and then little by little, I was like, this is fun. And I started writing jokes and yeah, then yeah. expanding the time between the songs. So it was really that camp and that one person who, you know, sort of set, like I traced back all of my, you know, current yeah. life's existence, my my life's, my happiness of uh, of my personal life and my professional life, I love it. It's fucking rules. I love it. I love that thing so much too. Those like those little inception moments of that. Like mm-hmm. I would like you were you were doing the music and then you're like, oh, I want to do this more places. Comical. Maybe they'll take me. You know, like I love those little. I I was at work and Wells Fargo. Or even from the stupid violin. Uh, well, totally. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the pulling everything. everything. I I love it. We got, uh, we got themes going today. I, I know like it, it feels good. It feels yeah. good because we've been gone for three weeks. So I was like, uh-huh. what the fuck's this episode gonna be? Is it gonna be a train wreck or a good one? And it's a good one. You're like, remember back yeah. when we used to do podcasts regularly? Literally, <laughs> I literally will have moments like that where I'll be like, oh, what do we say now? We have a special thing. Uh, goddamn. Uh, the when so when you were playing music and stuff like that, uh, were you always writing your? Were all of your songs always funny? Or did you have like sincere like rock songs or what you know singer songwriter songs and then you were like well I better make this I'm funny and I have this sense of humor so then it started naturally evolving or great question I think that uh, number one I was not I did have songs that were meant to be funny and some mm-hmm. of them were funny yeah and uh, but at the time I think that I'm like I'm hopefully funnier mm-hmm. now than I was sure. then when I was like you know fifteen sixteen right but that what I was like developing the same kind of the confidence that eventually I would start comedy with and be like, you know, the, the delusional self-confidence that you need to yeah. Oh, yeah. get up there. You got a lot of that at when, 15. When people yeah. are like, uh, we don't think what you're doing is very good. And I'm like, well, my camp friends and my grandmother say <laughs> otherwise. So I'm going to keep doing it and accidentally become good. Sure, that's sure. how it works. At least become better than I was. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, I have a joke about how, you know, when you start out, nobody's good, but mm-hmm. 17 years in, it's subjective. So, <laughs> uh, uh, and so, yeah, I would say some of the songs were, I'd say even, they weren't all intended to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like some of them were like love songs. Yeah, yeah. Like I had a song called You. It was a love song to you. I, like, I hadn't had a love. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I was just, just like, yeah. generic. Like, for yeah. whoever, yeah. or like, and I had another song called Maybe Tomorrow, and the lyrics were like, Maybe Tomorrow will be the place for you and me. And I think I did think about like one girl that I did have a crush yeah. on, but I had so many songs about girls that I had crushes on, yeah. but because they were only maybe in like, fleeting you know glances that mm-hmm. i had of these people i didn't know who these people sure, yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. were but the songs just like built out into like you know be like wow how how long was the relationship that you had with that person well mm-hmm. I, it would have been really long sure, if i yeah. could have gotten it there's like an archie comic actually where uh some character is like ah oh, the baseball game i i missed a home run by one inch he's <laughs> like oh wow missed going, going over the fence by one inch like no i missed missed the bat by one inch <laughs> <laughs> And, I, and so that's like with these relationships, I was like, oh, man, it would have been like a 10 year relationship. What was it? Nine? I'm like, oh, no, it was zero. But yeah, uh, yeah. If I'd but gotten you, in there, if I'd hit that's, the, hit the ball. Oh, I, that reminds me. Uh, Nick Pupo used to have a great joke about that, about he went through a breakup and uh, he's like, oh, yeah, we were together for a year. And or no, he's like, I just went through a breakup and his friends like uh, his friend had gone through a breakup. And he's like, how long were you together? And he was like a year. And his friend's like, Pfft. Try five years, and Nick's like, I would have loved to have had five years. <laughs> that joke it's is so fun. That's, that's a great. Yeah, joke. yeah. Like just that fear of like, that's all I want. What do you? Uh, I'd love to try it. Yeah, uh, I like the idea that uh, so many people have uh, like some of the first songs a lot of people are going to write are going to be love songs. Oh, totally. Yeah, and most of those people that have written that first love song 
like had never been in love. No, not at all. Or anything My, like that. But you know, so many songs are about that. So when you start to try yeah. and write a love a song, what am I go to that? When my rap metal band, Rusty Needle Tattoo Parlor, our song, our first hit or not hit, but the first one we decided was going to be a hit, yeah, was called "Alive." Your life, your death of Superman. Yes, you, like, you, you got to be valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that the I mean, four people have that cassette somewhere. <laughs> uh, alive. But we spelled it E L I V E because we were like, "This is cool." Sure, uh, misspelling stuff will always be cool. The whole song was this like so depressing. It's one of those things where like it was a sincere song that I wrote when I was like fourteen or fifteen, and then we played it at concerts, and people would be like, "Oh yeah, you get it." And then I did it as a song at an open mic in Des Moines once, and everybody just laughed the whole time because it was so <laughs> it's so corny and not sincere. But like, and thus began your you know, comedy. That's career. right. And then I was there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So some of my songs were intended to be serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but they were all, I would say even the serious ones were like quirky, like they might be giants. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. You had already been into them at that point. So you yes. kind of already knew what, what you could do with music. Them and the other, the other music that I was super into at that point from age like 15. So this must have been like early 90s. Uh, a friend of mine from at camp came mm-hmm. back. They went to a, a, a festival called the Falcon Ridge Folk Festival on a, mm. on a trip that I would then, uh, go to like many years after and like lead uh, like tours from oh, the cool. camp there because I just love this this folk festival. Yeah. I found like so many of like of my favorites there. But uh, they came back after having seen Ani DeFranco there. Oh yeah, and then uh, a friend of mine made me like a mixed cassette tape of like maybe I think she maybe had five albums out at the time. And just the tons of songs from all, and I was like, those are like songs that are etched into my yeah. Oh, yeah. existence now. And I just, just like a couple weeks ago, uh, looked, I like, I've, whenever she puts out a new album, I get it, mm-hmm. uh, or like, you know, stream it or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't listened as like extensively recently. Mm-hmm. But then I just saw last year she put out like a live album from Charlottesville and I hadn't Ooh. listened to it and I listened. And I'm like, there's some, there's some new songs that are beautiful and yeah. crying and like newer versions of old songs. And so that was, I would say like, they might be giants and Ani DeFranco were like my two like most listened to like yeah. two biggest influences as far as like uh, my favorites. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, what you know, who do you like and who are you influenced by? Like, obviously, we're all influenced yeah, yeah, by yeah. everything around mm-hmm. us. But and I, she's an amazing guitarist, and mm-hmm. I wasn't at, like that. She does more sure. than I did, but I did. I did write one of my one of my first comedy songs was about. It was like an homage to Ani DeFranco's. So it mm-hmm. was like in her. Uh, style so mm-hmm. i did what i could to be like her and while also like making uh, not making fun of but being yeah. like if you knew her stuff i'd be like i hopefully this will sound you'll get fun it. to yeah. you uh but yeah i actually did create when i was maybe 21 uh my first i so i started doing i started doing music at the comedy club mm-hmm. in like my senior year of college so i'd have been just about 21 mm-hmm. uh and then just mostly was doing music there for a couple years and then 2002 when i was maybe like 24 is when i started really pursuing comedy mm-hmm. like it was sort of a gradual thing like sure. letting go of the music Step but not letting go, yeah. i still i still do write you know and do you ever take the guitar up and then not get to it uh, <laughs> like, ah, that's the light uh. it is fun i do i now like you know mostly play and record and have yeah. fun with music stuff at home i put out a, a music yeah album. i really like that album the oh, you could have put out what was it last year a couple like maybe yeah two years, two years ago, ago yeah. yeah what was that called many mini musics yeah many mini that was fun and so i was like, on Bandcamp. i remember yeah. i guess it popped up on my Bandcamp like because uh i put up my comedy eps are on Bandcamp, and it came i got like an email about it and i was ah. like what the fuck Bandcamp <laughs> knows my email it was great it was uh, cool. i love thank it. you there's normally song, it's nothing yeah. no good emails you know one song on it is only about 15 seconds mm-hmm. if i could uh and so can i swear on this oh, podcast? oh yeah would you so yeah this is uh when you're speaking of 
This this is a song that I wrote as an adult, but it could have equally been written as a child who didn't know anything about love. It's yeah. called a realistic love song, and it's, uh, it's a little less than ten seconds. It's uh, I love you so much, I put my guitar down so we could fuck. <laughs> I'm like, if they love, love if they love each other so much, why don't they uh, get to it? Oh, I love it. There's a on uh, Blink 182 on their last album that came out like two years ago. It's I really like that album. But uh, the, apparently the way Blink-182 writes music now is uh, the the Hoppus and then the guy from the new guitar, the, the new guy who took over for the other guy, the new the guitar alien player. guy? Yes, but not the alien guy, the new guy. Yeah. They write the songs together and then Travis Barker, the drummer, just comes in later and just like puts on cans and then plays whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> and so he's going track by track and they got a song that's called, I think it's called I Got a New Pool. And the song is like, same thing, it's like five seconds long and all the whole song, it sounds great, the music's great and everything, it starts really big. And then it's just like, I got a new pool so I can see some naked dudes. And you hear the drums click and then it just, and then there's just at the end, there's just a little bit of Travis Barker's voice, like obviously through the monitors in the drum room being like, is that really it? (laughs) And then next song. And it's, I I think that's so funny to do a bit like that 15 years into a career that's really good with a lot of albums that people love. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still doing silly little bits. I love it. Yeah. You know, uh, so two things about that. One, there's a band called Moxie Fruvis that mm. I first saw also at the Falcon Ridge Folk Festival. Sure. They have since, I think, they do not operate as their full band, but there's a, a duo called Paul and Storm. Oh, which, yeah, Paul and Storm. They were two of the four Moxie okay. Fruvis. Uh, and Moxie Fruvis, like, funny, kind of they might be giants yeah. you know, like, funny, quirky, weird, but, like, beautiful harmonies and, uh-huh. like, and so I saw them at this folk festival and they were like, we're, we're like kind of, they're not all acapella, but they're also, they have some instruments, but they're like, we're not exactly a folk band, but we wrote this folk song for yeah. this folk festival. And the song was called, I think, I wish I were, or if I were, it was uh-huh. like, if, I wish I were a bird. Cause if I were a bird, I could take wing high above you. You'd see my white wings flap. And then I'd take a giant crap on anyone <laughs> who tries to hurt you. And, and then I like uh, that. It's a, and it's funny. It's like a funny, but like legit. It's kind of like Henry Phillips. Mm-hmm. As yeah, well. yeah, I mean, yeah. Henry is a, a brilliant yeah. musician and songwriter, and then also like creates these beautiful, like you know, musical landscapes, yeah. and then like fills them with like the most you know sort of uh, incongruous lyrics. And so these guys did that, and then in this song at the very end, there's like this build of like just lie to die, lie to die, mm-hmm. like just all this you know harmonies building, and then the drums were like, but do, but I I I want you to listen to the song sure. because what the drums do is they never do what you think they're going to do. Okay. It's just like it just it seems like it's gonna build and build, but then they stop and then they <laughs> they start it and they're like okay, and then uh, it's fun it's fun to do musical bits. Yes, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I used to follow. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. The, the other thing is just uh, they might be giants. Bit of trivia. Mm-hmm. There's, I think it's the album Factory Showroom. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong, but I think it's on that album, which I like a lot. There's you know how they have. Uh, hidden tracks used mm-hmm. to be used to be a thing. Yeah. Because, yeah. But now, like, you can see how long the tracks are, so you know if one is long. Be hidden, yeah. And if it's sixteen minutes yeah. long, oh, they ruin playlists. Yeah. But here's the thing: is uh, they had a hidden. I had that album for years mm-hmm. and didn't realize. Somebody told me eventually there was a hidden track at the beginning of yeah. the album. If you start it and then rewind immediately, mm-hmm. there was like a bonus like m- song for a minute or two. Yeah. It was like truly hidden. That's that's the thing that I didn't know about either. But there was a an Omaha band uh, called Criteria, who they were a huge band, but they were from Omaha, and they uh, they had an album that had a hidden track on it that if you did that on track one, you'd go backwards, and it was like a diss track to this guy that was another little Omaha band guy. Uh, but oh. like, it was one of those things where like I found out about it so many years later, and when I found out about it, I had the CD, but I was like, I don't have 
a CD. I can't make this. I can't do. I can't put it in my computer and figure out how to use it now. Oh, yeah. So it's like, like it feels like it's locked in there. I like uh, backtracking in the eighties when it was a big thing. What's that now? When people would start uh, uh, playing. Oh, the yeah. Uh, well, you know, it was a fake phenomenon saying there was the like devils satanic. in there or something. Yeah. But then some bands started just like throwing. Like, hey, thank you for picking mm-hmm. up our new record on AR yeah, Records. That's fun. I love like, that. ELO has one if you play it backwards. And it's yeah. just like, hey, thanks for checking out our new album. That's so fun. I like that. Uh, Paul and Storm. So I, they have a Twitter account yes. and I used to follow them on Twitter. I maybe, I print, maybe I still do. But what I, what I liked about what they used to do was they would, one of them would tweet and they shared a Twitter account. So whichever one made a tweet, they'd end it with like, Paul or Storm. Yes. And so I had a bit like that nobody cared about for like, uh, maybe a week. Where I would end all my tweets, I'd end with Pat or Rick. <laughs> and I thought that was, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, people are going to like this. And then I was like, you got to follow those guys. You got to know who they are. You got to <laughs> think I'm funny from the get go. But it was, I just remember being like, I like that. I'm going to do some of that. And then fucking abandoned it almost immediately. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fun. Now I get it out on a podcast. Everybody yeah. can hear it. <laughs> uh, goddamn. Uh, okay. I wanted to ask you one more thing. Yes. Uh, so you're growing up in all these places in New Jersey. Yes. What was your, uh, you got a sweet tooth. What was your snack stuff as a kid? Mm. What were you into? Was there something that like, uh, you got all the time or maybe something you'd like to make when you're at home? Uh, sure. I'll, I can answer this, I think. Uh, my mom didn't let me have like sweets. Really? Oh, yeah. I did. I feel like it's weird because I, I think I did eat like chocolate ice cream every night. Sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when like, you think back, but no candy. Like, okay. I, and I, so I, I still don't really like candy. I like, I'll like chocolate mm-hmm. uh, things more than, you know, like the sweet really? candy things or like gummy things. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't know what I like, but yeah. Uh, so I wasn't allowed to have like even cereals that had like sugar as the first ingredient yeah. were not allowed, even though that doesn't tell you exactly how much sugar is in it. It tells you there's a lot, but if it's the second ingredient, yeah, like in yeah, cinnamon yeah. toast crunch, that had a lot of sugar yeah. and I was allowed to have That's it. That's funny. But there were rules, even though the rules didn't have necessary <laughs> yeah. reasons. Um, so I did eat a lot of cereal. I ate a lot of like hot dogs. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I'm vegan now, uh, and I do love a vegan hot dog. Me too, but yeah. I, as a kid, I would eat like Nathan's hot dogs oh, a yeah. ton. That was big. I ate a lot of pizza. I remember my mom, I feel like we, we didn't, none of, no one in my family like cooked a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I ate a lot of pasta. We just make a big chunk of pasta yeah, for yeah. like the week. Uh, I like that you call it a chunk yeah, of pasta, chunk, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, just a big chunk in <laughs> yeah. a Tupperware, you know, yeah. like chunk out a little chunk. Sure, 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 sure. I love that. Uh, and so to go to school, I would bring, bring uh, sometimes I think we'd get like maybe a pizza at the beginning of the week mm-hmm. and just like slice it into like tiny things. And I'd bring like two, two or three slices of pizza. That would be my lunch. Yeah. And then like later, my, my parents, when they divorced uh, and I was now a teenager, my mom was going, let's see, sometimes she would go out on dates on the mm-hmm. weekend. If I was staying at home, she'd give me 20 bucks for a dime domino's pizza sometimes i would get a domino's pizza eat five slices immediately then be like well three that's i gotta eat the other three yeah sometimes there was a a blimpies nearby oh yeah yeah yeah. every monday they had like some deal on a you know foot long for the price of a six inch even though foot long is uh more than i needed yeah yeah, uh, yeah And then also McDonald's was there, and that was the time when I was eating. They had the Arch Deluxe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was big, yeah. And yeah. that was a Peppercorn thing. mayo. Mm-hmm. I really set it off. Every every time I went there, they were like, they would give me a coupon for the next time. So yeah. Every month, I would go get like a foot-long sub and a giant yeah. thing. Or I would just, I ate too, too much is what I yeah, ate. Yeah, totally. And I guess, but I would say I loved, because uh, I wasn't allowed to have, like, I, what my mom sort of like let, 
let me loose and ha- be in charge of my own mm-hmm. destiny with food and with TV. Similarly, I was restricted oh, okay. growing up to like only half hour TV a night. So okay. I could only choose, I think, you know, like uh, the Fresh Prince or whatever else. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ro- Roseanne or, or Sybil. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I watched some Sybil. Sure, me too. Well, you watched what was on back in the day. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. liked it. But also then, you know, we did have VCRs. Yeah. And so I remember oh. in, uh, so once I started high school, uh, I now could watch whatever I want, eat whatever I want. Ate a lot of Doritos. Loved oh, Doritos. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nacho cheese Real quick. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. When you say Dorito, what are you talking about? I mean, I mean, initially the, the prototypical Dorito is nacho cheese. Yeah. Some people think ranch, when you're like Doritos, they'll I, bring you a bag of ranch. I mean, Cool Ranch Doritos are also good if you Not want that. Not for me. Well, Not here's the thing. Me. There's now, there's a company called Beanfields, okay. which makes basically vegan Doritos. Oh, yum. Uh, and they're amazing. They're made of beans and rice and different, they have all different flavors now. Mm-hmm. But for the main ones are, uh, nacho. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they have just sort of like plainer bean ones. Oh, and okay. then they have more complicated like jalapeno nacho. Yeah. They got for one time I was interviewed in like a vegan or vegetarian magazine. Uh-huh. And I said that I liked them. And they sent me like a box Ooh. of like 25 bags of them. Hey, right. we like them, too. Yeah, like they're listening. <laughs> they're, I, I, I don't like, know if they're, they're in efforts. But I, I like them. They're yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Like now, now they have barbecue ones. That yeah. Barbecue is one of my favorite flavors. I didn't even like growing up. I didn't eat barbecue chicken because it was yeah. like sticky. But now I'm like once I became a vegetarian in college, mm-hmm. they had like a vegetarian barbecue thing. Yeah. And I was like. Like, this is delicious. Barbecue I, knows what they're doing. Once I stopped, I was the same way with barbecue. Uh, I barbecue chips I never liked, and then I didn't eat. I when I gave up sugar, I didn't eat anything for like two years. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back in, now I can't get enough. There's uh, at work we have uh, those barbecue pop chips. Oh yeah, and I love them. They're delicious. But I couldn't. But it's like one of those things. Like that would have been my twentieth choice two years ago. Yeah. I'd have been like, I'll take anything over those, and now I love them. It's very strange. Our, our flat mouths are broke. And so there I was now in high school uh watching tv basically from 6 p.m till midnight love it uh i would watch like oh, reruns yeah. of like night court and cheers yeah, yeah, or yeah. roseanne and uh and then like jeopardy and wheel of fortune my grandmother has watched and still only watches jeopardy wheel of fortune and the price is right oh, that's great and uh and so i watched those and then whatever the prime time things were from 8 to 10 mm-hmm. then 10 to 11 maybe there'd be a law and order probably yeah, at some yeah, point. Yeah. There, i don't know if you guys remember there used to be a time when there weren't as many law and orders totally, so yeah. there'd oh, be yeah. a day <laughs> where you couldn't see one yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah. then 11 to midnight the uh the reruns were back but mm-hmm. then i feel like over like summer b- breaks in college and also i guess in high school too i i got into i like i didn't go out a ton mm-hmm. uh but maybe now i at that that's when i was going out but i would just set the vcr yeah and, like tape things for six hours and then sometimes i would also watch other things and then the next day i would watch the tapes yeah and get just caught up i was watching like probably 40 hours of tv oh. a week for a time and eating mostly doritos i love it those people are killing it on youtube now yeah the people yeah. that uh went out and recorded six hours of tv oh yeah we do it all the time i go watch all the stuff all the time and then they keep all the commercials that's mm. what i always loved about going back and rewatching your old tape where mm-hmm. it'd be like Oh, yeah. Some random Saturday Night Live and then the shows that were on after it. Oh, so And then you watch, yeah. like, the movie commercial for it and they yeah. plug Indiana Jones four times in that one episode and the McDonald's and everything. Do you I guys know, I don't uh, mean to, or I do mean to, plug another podcast Please do. Uh, related uh, to this concept. Uh, do you guys know TV Guidance Counselor? I know. My friend... Ken, I know the name, but I haven't listened to it. Ken Reed is okay. a comedian I started oh, out with writer. in Boston. He wrote, isn't Didn't Ken write? For a bunch of shows? Or am I uh, thinking of somebody else? You might be thinking of something else. I think I'm thinking of somebody else. I mean, Ken is a wonderful comedian. I don't think he has written for a bunch of things. So he didn't write for MASH? I, I think I'm thinking think, of it. Yeah, I said yeah. read, not write. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> so Ken Reed, R-E-I-D, I gotcha. uh, has a show called the TV Guidance Counselor mm-hmm. where he, ha- he has collected... Uh, 
as many TV guides as possible. They're not oh, cheap. From when they started until uh, however. Yeah. I don't know how many. He's got certainly over a thousand. Yeah. And uh, you go to his home or he comes to wherever you are mm-hmm. and he you pick uh, a TV guide from whenever and then you tell him what you would have watched during prime time oh, every so day awesome. of that week and then you discuss also uh, he, he knows he yeah. has like an encyclopedic knowledge of like the shows as they were happening he also has like collections yeah. of you know DVDs of old commercials That's awesome. from the 80s from England he yeah. has his house is full of uh, his house and brain are full of all this so good crosswords like, you guys too. get along yeah. oh yeah I love old oh, TV yeah. guide crossword my grandma got TV guide and reader's digest and it was just like mm-hmm. I associate I love my grandma She's great. Oh yeah, uh, I, I love Reader's Digest. But I associate being at her house with like I'd go to her house and then the first thing I would do is sit yeah. on the floor and read TV, TV's Guide and Reader's Digest. I can Digest. just imagine TV Guide on the nightstand next to my mom's chair mm-hmm. with her hello hello with her uh, cigarette pouch. Yeah, yeah, you the know, little little the, thing with the metal top. And yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, just like a leather thing that held cigarettes and a lighter. Yeah. I, I Also, you've just reminded me, uh, so at my grandmother's house, growing up, my grandmother and my grandfather, who was alive till I was 10, mm-hmm. uh, he had a huge collection of Beetle Bailey comics. Oh, see? So oh, yeah. I would go over to their house and like while I was eating dinner, I would read. They had like a little a little stand that mm-hmm. you could put, you know, a book on and mm-hmm. read it without touching it. And, uh, and so I'd read these Beetle Bailey comics. And then also, my great-grand, one of my great-grandfathers had been a bookbinder, and he had, speaking of the Sunday funnies, had bound together old uh, Sunday uh, Peanuts comics. Oh, wow. Like, from, I from, I assume, the... 30s, 40s, yeah, like 50s, the beginning. When, when, yeah, whenever it started, like the they looked smaller. Mm-hmm. Like Linus was literally a baby, smaller than the other ones. Wow. And like Schroeder started as a baby, and there were like characters that like you didn't see. Uh, <laughs> I love the idea. A, I never think of that about peanuts being old. I love the idea yeah. of peanuts being like buy war bonds, and it's like, oh, Peppermint Patty's got to go join the effort and build bombs in Kansas City. You know, it's just so crazy to think uh, that anybody. Uh, it goes back to uh, like uh, the collectible comic books. The mm-hmm. fact that anybody keep kept any of that stuff is cool because I mean that was back in the day when media would just disappear. Yeah, and it, and it was gone it's forever. Gone. Yes, and it's so old. for people to archive the well, uh, I, that's our a, cheese. That's the thing I say. Not, I think a lot about like so. My wife and I, uh, we don't have kids. We've talked about it. We might might someday, but we don't now. And I think about it a lot. I'm like. If my dad, when my dad was my age, or when my dad was having kids, if he could just watch all of his favorite shows from when he was a kid constantly, yeah. I wouldn't be here. If he could have watched H.R. Puff and stuff instead of having to go to work every day, <laughs> I wouldn't be alive. You know, I can watch the tar- Turtles and I can watch, uh, you know, Full House reruns and stuff at whim on my phone. It's like, it's a different time. Yeah. It's hard to move on when, when everything, nev- when nothing leaves. People you know? used to watch seven music videos on TRL. TRL. Uh, to see one music video. Mm-hmm. I would Nowadays, do that. these people can just get on YouTube and these yeah. people, these people, these young, and that's what you were talking about at the beginning of the show. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, <laughs> goddamn, uh, Mike, you're so fantastic. Thank you so Hell much yeah. for being on the show. Oh, thank you for the having listeners. Me. They love you. Now, uh, uh, why don't you tell them uh, the NFers? Let them know where they can find you on the internet, where they can uh, buy your album or whatever. You know, I all that kind of stuff. Appreciate it. Uh, so, Mike Kaplan is spelled M Y Q K A P. L A N, another mm-hmm. uh, a spelling that harkens back to my summer camp days. Like sure. that's where I was uh, in this, you know, womb of uh, of a creative environment. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it was when Prince changed his name to a symbol. Oh yeah, and I yeah. was like, oh, Prince, that guy's being weird and cool. I'll yeah. be weird and cool. I'll change. Didn't know he was doing it for like a little legitimate like business copyright. Yeah, yeah, there was a the reason. Whole thing. He eventually changes his back. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm alone now. Uh, you know, right. but but it stuck. So it's not the first time Prince let you down. Oh, yeah. day. I don't know that. It might have been the first time. It probably was. Yeah, maybe it's not. Yeah, the Dance is fun. Yeah. I know he has a good hit. I do, uh, 
not a good then, riff. <laughs> that scene when Joker comes in and his crew's got a boombox. Yeah, and, and they're spray painting art. Yeah. 30, day, 30 years ago, today, that movie came out. Wow. Batman 89, first movie I ever saw in the theater. First movie that I wasn't allowed to see. Oh, yeah. I probably wasn't allowed sure, to see yeah, others, yeah, but yeah. my mom, that was too violent for my mom. It was PG-13. Yeah, yeah. Pretty too, violent, yeah. Too much. Back when back Batman and, killed again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back and watch that one, like, recently yeah and it's so silly it it's, is it's on that app i was talking about the dc app i oh just yeah. watched it the other day on the plane uh it's great but it's uh weird it's bananas yeah. especially through the eyes of like pet dark knight oh you yeah. know and stuff you're like oh whoa yeah well, i mean just the whole industry that's came yeah. after it I and mean. keaton is great in that we oh, love yeah. oh, keaton definitely so uh, you anyways. can find me in that movie yeah uh, and so. what about michael keaton you know anything about him where's he at <laughs> He was a stand-up comedian. Oh, he was. Ain't cheating. Very funny. Oh, yeah. There's that old video of him like at Caroline's or something, and he's crushing. Hmm. Oof. Okay. I don't think I've seen it, but I just believe it. You know I, why he didn't I make said, it? No. He didn't add the cue. Ah, that makes sense. You know, sense. Mike, <laughs> it would have been great. So, if you look for Mike Kaplan, <laughs> the way that I spell it, oh, that's mm-hmm. a good Joker laugh. If you look for Mike Kaplan uh, anywhere on you know any of the social medias, mm-hmm. you'll find me, and you can find my albums wherever albums are. Uh, the most recent one is No Kidding. I recorded a new one this year Ooh. called All Killing Aside. Oh, yeah. It'll be available at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. My special you did mention, and I appreciate it, yeah. is Small, Dork, and Handsome. It is on Amazon currently, uh, and you can get the audio as an album. And all um, great titles. Yeah, yeah, thank, yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you so much. My podcast is called Broccoli and Ice Cream. You were oh, a guest, yeah. very fun, very fun time. Uh, and so yeah, that's available where podcasts are. Basically, if you ins- if you put my name, if you inject my name into anywhere uh, that you want, you'll be able to find the places to. Like some of my podcasts are available only on Patreon, Ooh, so you yeah. can uh, donate a dollar a month. You'll get an sure. extra podcast a month. Four dollars a month, you'll get at least four more podcasts. You probably, you probably got uh, just. MYQ on lockdown on the Googles too, so people oh, don't yeah, even have yeah. to. Every once in a while, it. there's like a, a remote control or something, or like yeah. I think Quinnipiac College has like a a MyQ. <laughs> funny, you know, yeah. uh, online. Right. There is yeah. my the, Netflix has a MyQ. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, mine has a sta- MyQ and then my wife Stacy's Q as well. <laughs> I I there's a I just noticed like in a, the last month there's a there's a like a junior boxer in Scotland named Patrick Hasty, and he just took the Twitter account Hasty Patrick. And so, like, I'm starting to get tagged into stuff for him. And I'm like, ah, oh, boy, I hope he's not the future, you know? <laughs> like, all of a sudden, I'm competing with, like, the next Connor, whatever, Connor McGregor or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. You uh, now, I think you could do is just start tweeting as if you're a boxer. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm going to I'm going to start signing them all. Yeah. My, my web Pat presence again. is starting to impede on... Yeah, we uh, don't need to bring that guy up. We don't ooh, bring him up on my, the show. My other brand. You sign yours, yes. Patrick, and he signs his hasty. Oh, there we go. That's what we should do. Uh, okay, goddamn. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hell Thank yeah. Thank you for having Fantastic. me. Fantastic. Uh, now, Reem, where can the listeners find you? Find me at Reem R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E on any of the things. Also, be sure to check out uh, House of Bricks Comedy. Yeah. Second Friday of every month in uh, Brooklyn. So that's a good show. Maybe, good good shows. Good shows. Good shows. Patrick? Uh, of course, you can find me at PatrickHasty.com. Patrick Hasty on everything. P-A-T-R-I-C-K-H-A-S-T-I-E. I, uh, you like the podcast, tell your friends. Uh, leave us a positive thing on the iTunes or whatnot. Uh, join the Patreon. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, throw us a dollar. Throw us a couple dollars. So if you want to send us a giant box full of stuff... Uh, you know, like our friends, do that's that. fine we, too. I do not get tired of free yeah. stuff in the Be mail. Fields. Fantastic. Uh, email. Oh yeah, those guys. They get those uh, knockoff. Uh, those vegan nacho Burrito, cheese. Yeah. I, know, I shouldn't call them knockoff, right? No, that's no. gonna hurt. Knocko cheese. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, knockoff knock cheese. That's the way. Ooh, that's great. You need to send them that, and then yeah. you get a bunch more free stuff. I I listen to the podcast. Tell your friends. Be cool. Never die. And as always, remember: if you're not an NFer, you're an MFer. So, so get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. here. So you didn't like vacation? No. I 
absolutely loved it. Yeah, that poop scene, that was cheap. That was gross. It, the car is so funny. When they push the button, and they're like, ah, whatever this does, and all of the windows break, and they're just like, why would they put that in there? I, lo- I absolutely loved the movie. I, I think my brain took a vacation when I was watching it. I think it's because it came out right after the election, and that's why I didn't want to see it and didn't give a shit about it. No, it didn't. Yeah, I did. It I came watched out- that movie in Madison. Really? Yeah. I thought it came out in late 2016. No way. Or in early 2017. Nope. Hmm. Because I can remember watching it with my girlfriend at the time who hated spiders. By the way, I want to commend you. I love that meme you put out, the the two hands together. And it was like, uh, oh, yeah. My girl, my current girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend. And then it was hating Rush. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Um, but, but yeah. Uh, my ex hates spiders. Mm. And uh, there was a spider yeah. uh, that they foreshadowed with. And then you didn't know what was going to happen with that spider for the rest of the movie. She's like, well, I'm not. Yeah, not into I'm it. not watching this anymore. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to touch on in that? We're going a little long, but I think it's fine. We've been back. You know, yeah, we got yeah. a great episode coming it's up. Tall as Randy Moss. We're going long. Baby. Um, uh, but yeah, so so many things. If you guys, I know it's a little expensive, but the DC app, so worth it. Uh, I haven't seen Swamp Thing yet. It got canceled, not because of the show, but because of the state they were filming in. Georgia? Um, they were in uh, North Carolina, and the state fucked up all of its filming rights, and so they had to cancel. Otherwise, it was going to cost them like a... They, they got hosed for millions of dollars. Oh, man. Um, but uh, but it's so good. The Titans show is so good. I'm in love with Teen Titans. Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com.